Hey, 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 it's your girl Tina with an H. It's Stevie Jade. And you're listening to another episode of In Your 20s. Where we figure out what the f- we're doing in our 20s. Happy International Women's Day! Yay! Happy Women's Day, Tina. Happy Women's Day, Stevie. Thank you so much. And to all of the <laughs> lovely ladies or female-identifying people out there, happy, happy International Women's Day. Day. Stevie, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's warm outside. It's nice, though it's a little concerning, but I'm enjoying it. How are you? I did not think that seasonal depression was a thing mm-hmm. until I moved into the city and I realized that when it's cold out, I want nothing but to stay inside, drink my wine, and call it a day. But that hasn't really been happening this mm. winter season. I have been feeling more productive. And I was talking to my friends about this this weekend. We were like, why do we feel like I'm like I'm traveling? I never travel during this time. <laughs> like, what am I doing? I'm feeling inspired to do things because it's warm. See, now maybe, okay, maybe it's not seasonal depression. Maybe I'm just depressed. (laughs) Maybe let's just call a spade a spade. Your bitch is down bad. (laughs) No, no, you've got good things going on. You've got your new apartment. Things are happening. I do. I'm I'm definitely feeling a lot better. And Mm. also my birthday is coming up. Yes. So that is now the heaps of stress because Mm. I like to go big or go home. So with my 25th coming up, this needs to be the best birthday party I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And then after 25, I've already decided for like my 26th birthday, it's going to be a dinner party and that's it. Yeah, chill. But 25 is big. It's like a quarter of your life is done. Yep. Luckily, I have the venue locked in. I'm solidifying the photographer. We're having a... Oh, it's a whole thing. It's a whole soiree. I'm spending money (laughs) as if I'm like kim kardashian right now (laughs) but that is the aura that you want to give to your 25th year exactly that is it and hopefully i find a nice sugar daddy to (laughs) to reimburse me for all these things i'm paying for (laughs) i love it well speaking of events we have an amazing new guest coming on the pod to chat with you guys it's liv schreiber founder of hot and social stylist and content creator in new york city we're so excited to have her on we know events are a huge huge thing lately and trying to figure out which one you want to go to is kind of hard so we're super excited to have her on to chat about everything event wise so welcome Liv Schreiber Woo, go Liv welcome to in your 20s how are you doing I'm so honored to be here <laughs> we're so honored <laughs> to have you on the pod thank you beyond this is so exciting I feel like doing some ASMR <laughs> <laughs> well Liv how are you doing today um well you know I did arrive late which was my 2023 anti-resolution was to not arrive late but it's because I wanted to get my endorphins flowing I got on a city bike and I decided I'm gonna go from the West Village booking it into Times Square and boy was that a ride (laughs) how was riding into Times Square you know I play music on my phone and I was thinking about what to talk about on the podcast so it was like a lovely therapy session but then we hit the traffic and Mm. my fighter flight was activated severely (laughs) but I'm here to talk about how to combat that yes yeah it like see kind of gets us right into what we want to talk to you about yeah yeah which is you have to tell us about hot and social (sighs) let me tell you about hot and social (laughs) so you guys are in your 20s yes I'm in my 20s that's another thing like how old are you I'm 26 cool September 1st Virgo I'm 26 are you May 8th oh my gosh 
Mm-hmm. You're almost 27. Don't remind <laughs> me. Don't tell me that. Okay, well, it's very exciting. And it's really cool because mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok about how, like, because we missed so much time in COVID, you're 26 is actually 23. And so our 20s mm-hmm. are going until we're 33. And mom, I don't know if you want to hear that. But I think the 20s have a negative connotation, mm-hmm. number one, yeah. which we'll fix on this podcast. But number two, you just have more time to, like, be you. I love 26. I'm actually excited for 27. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like 27 also sounds better when I say it. Like, people are going to take me more seriously. As <laughs> messed up that. as that sounds. I've been lying about my age and who I am in terms of – I run a marketing agency. It's called Brand Caffeine. And I sign every email, Ben, because that's my brother and my co-founder's name. Mm-hmm. And I've always said I'm 27 since mm-hmm. we started when I was 22. Wow. So in my mind, completely resonate. Do you feel like you get more replies when you sign oh, yeah. it, Ben? Oh, yeah. and I, I Really? Oh, That's yeah. crazy. For sure. And I do not use my name. They call me Ben. And when I have an issue, they respond quicker. Wow. wow. But you're twisting the game on them. It's great. I love being a female in business. I don't complain about it because I think there's so many advantages. Like, okay, if they want to be flirty, I could be flirty. If they want to only talk to a guy, I'll sign my email signature with a guy. It's like being a chameleon. It's crazy. <laughs> That's so interesting, though. I never thought about that, how the way that and they'll also take you, well, quote unquote, they'll take you more seriously and they're going to respect you more, which is such a shitty thing to say, like out loud as females being Mm -hmm. like they're going to look at us a different way or they can take their time with us because females are so patient and caring and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. It's like, no, right. You're running a business. You're trying to get these deals done. But the fact that you sign it with your brother's name, well, I'm shook. I will say there's also a benefit and an advantage to me hiring guys on my team. I switched management in terms of social media from an all-girls team to an all-guys team. And the deals that get done and facilitated in the influencer world mm-hmm. are so much more grand and more serious than when I had an all-female team. And I know that's awful to say, but I'm I'm just going to say it because most of the time, the other people on the other end of the deal are females. Mm-hmm. And so as girls, we speak to each other in a very specific, very politically correct, very emotionally intelligent way. Whereas guys, especially guys in like old honeymoon t-shirts, <laughs> they like don't know, you know, they don't know what right. fashion is and they don't care. They want to just get to the bottom hey, it's X, Y, Z for the month for six months, year-long deal. Let's get to it. So Mm -hmm. I found it's really interesting combining different teams with different genders Mm -hmm. for industries that you wouldn't expect to value Mm -hmm. a man's opinion or a female's opinion. Mm -hmm. So it goes both ways. Yeah, it's like almost learning how do you find that perfect balance between the different genders, between the different personalities. But all the while, you're in control. Right. And like you signing your brother's name, even though it's still you and like people are going to think, oh, that's kind of that's a little bizarre and random, but you're in control of it. You're in control of the narrative. And same when when guys are dealing with, you know, a a revolve, Mm -hmm. the revolve team gets on and they're like, what? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, how is this guy related? So anyway. That was a tangent. But being in her 20s is great. <laughs> no, that was not a tangent. No, I, at all. I'm shook. I don't know if you've realized, but I've just been staring at you in awe because I'm like, what the hell? Like, that is genius right there. No. It is. I know. Shook. But I do want to share something that blew me away this week, which is so unrelated. But okay. I, I, I think I have ADD, which you guys will notice at the end of this podcast. You tell me. DM me if you think so. 
I was just thinking about what you were thinking about, what I was saying, and how you can't care so much about what mm-hmm. people think. And I want to tell you guys something, which is I read like this week that if you had five cents for every five minutes that someone thought about you in your life, you would have less than a dollar. Oh. Whoa. Wait, so people aren't thinking about me? Ever. No, we got to change that up. <laughs> <laughs> but to be on, you're right. Like, you're right. No one's really thinking about you during the day. Think of all the people. I mean, That's look, true. we it's our ego that likes to believe that people are thinking about us 24-7. But, like, yeah. if you look back internally in yourself, like, how often are you thinking about other people? Like, random people. I mean, obviously, like, your friends, like, if you're talking to them or whoever you're texting, they're on your mind. Right. But someone someone on social media or influencer or people that you know through someone else, you're not thinking about them on the daily. Right. They're not thinking about you. And so when I go to think about like what I just said about signing my name as a guy and like, oh my God, are people going to think about that and hate on me for saying that on this podcast? I just think at the end of the day, no one's really thinking about us that much. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of really powerful for me to be able to just say like, live, don't worry about it. Just be you. And that's helped me so much in my 20s. That's amazing. I feel like I can resonate to that, especially just because it's like, I'm 24. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was about to say 25. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Let's just start with there. We're jealous. Um, <laughs> but when I'm thinking of like, oh, I want to, for example, put more content out there. Like I want to be on air talent, things like that. I get in my head where I'm like, oh, this person's going to talk shit about me or they're going to say, oh, Tina's being so corny right now for doing X, Y, Z or even people on the street. When I like have my phone up and I'm recording a TikTok, I go, yeah, I'm doing this. And then I see someone staring and I immediately put my phone down. But what you're saying with people don't care. They're not thinking about you. So you might as well just do whatever it is that you want to do. And that's really powerful to hear. Yeah. Strangers aren't thinking about you. I mean, there's a whole Reddit feed of like 40,000 women that talk shit about New York influencers. I'm sure you guys know about it. Yeah. I've read it. I've read things about myself. Mm -hmm. And you get really hurt. It's really hard for you to accept that people have an opinion of you, but they Mm -hmm. don't even know you. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like you're the only one that's going to make you happy and you can't let some people who aren't even thinking about you for five minutes stop you so like i hope that empowers you just keep your girl i am empowered (laughs) let me tell you i'm about to leave this studio and make it another tiktok (laughs) yeah just hold your phone up and like all the way to the subway i even got like a pop socket too so my phone's more stable when i'm recording on the street yeah so i made the investment i got to do it now like, even if those strangers are judging you, it's for, like, literally a second. And who are you to even know what they're thinking? And, like, they're going to forget it the next step. Yeah. And also, you don't know the good things people are thinking about you. Like, sometimes you don't really think about that. Exactly. I, I mean, now, just us talking, we constantly go back to the negative. But that's just how our minds are wired. Right. So maybe it's, like, thinking, oh, if they're looking at you, maybe just being, like, oh, they're actually thinking something positive. Right. Like, when have you ever thought, oh, my God, that girl in this bar is staring at me. It's because she likes something I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> you never thought that in your life. Yeah. yeah. No, that has not crossed my mind for sure. But let's switch gears for a little bit because we were about to start talking <laughs> about Hot and Social and we pivoted completely. Ooh. No, I'm loving it, though. Skirt. We need to talk about Hot and Social because you founded this company and it's a way for people in the city to make new friends, maybe meet a potential lover of the sorts. I am on the wait list. I am trying to go to one of these events. <laughs> Please tell the In Your 20s community, for those who don't know, a little bit more about Hot and Social in your own words. Thank you. That was so kind. So Hot and Social started... It was actually called Hot and Single. 
because my twin brother was single and I would just go around and be like, hey guys, he's hot and single. And I threw a hot and single party for people to meet. But I'm not really like a sexual, like kind of, you know, girly Mm -hmm. in terms of doing like ads with, I don't know vibrators anyway. <laughs> <laughs> understandable yeah. some people don't want to put that not on the that internet. there's anything wrong with that like we love a good whatever you want to do but hi mom but you know <laughs> it's really important to me that I stay authentic to who I am so I mm-hmm. rebranded it as hot and social because I am a very social person and I want other people to feel empowered to be not just hot and single but mm-hmm. hot and social because you can be social even if you're dating even if you're mm-hmm. married maybe you still want yeah. more friends and you're engaged like who cares why put a label on your relationship status and have that be an equivalent to mm-hmm. being social. Yes. So started Hot and Social, we're seven parties deep. And the whole premise is everyone comes solo. And by solo, I mean alone. But I've reworded the term solo because mm-hmm. being alone is so lonely. Like you mm-hmm. say, oh, I'm yeah. going somewhere, I'm all alone. But when you say, oh, I'm going somewhere and I'm solo, just that simple little word changes so empowering and exciting. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. we have usually 100 girls and 100 guys that come solo. No one knows each other. And it is the best energy in the world. It wow. looks lit as hell, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we asked, so 100 men, 100 women, mm-hmm. that's a lot of people. Where do you have these events? Usually at places that will fit at least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's been hard, so if there are any venues, any brands listening to this, <laughs> hit me up. Well, you're seven parties deep, so what was that first event? How did that look like, and how has it changed over the course of time? Oh my gosh, great question. I've hired a team. I've learned so much in terms, like, I, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Like, that's the funniest part, that I'm throwing parties. Like, I was never, like, <laughs> I was the designated driver in high school, <laughs> just to understand who's throwing these parties so I've learned a lot about bars giving speeches and providing like a one-cheater to the bar on who we are and what's acceptable because it's really important to me everything is an energy exchange so it's so important that everyone involved whether it's someone cleaning the bathrooms to the bartender is just as excited to be there as the people in attendance Mm -hmm. because one bad interaction and that's on me Mm -hmm. and you know I'm throwing a bunch of strangers into a room and saying (laughs) this is gonna be great but I don't know who's coming Mm -hmm. I'm coming solo too (laughs) Uh so it's been been awesome and you know because of our content agency we create a lot of content for the brands and the people coming so the best part is seeing the content after and and hearing the stories or hugging people who leave together goodbye that's wow. the best. That's what I was going to ask you because I was like, is there any success stories of romantic relationship, platonic relationships? So many. Oh my gosh. So some of the, my favorite things are, and when I first moved to the city, I was 21. I knew mm-hmm. no one. I graduated early from Wisconsin. I, I just wanted to make money. I was so miserable in my first job, which mm-hmm. was in real estate. And I had no friends. I literally mm-hmm. was jealous of people on the street. And so to leave and get these messages from girls who are like, oh my God, it works. We're in a group chat. We got wine together. They don't even tag me. At first, I was like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let more people know about these events. I'm like, why are you not telling me this? But I realized that there's such serenity in letting go and having done my job. And, you know, if they're embarrassed to say they met through hot and social, Mm -hmm. it's on me to change that to make it so that more people come so that more people understand that it's not embarrassing to be in your 20s Mm -hmm. and want to make new friends and almost every single girl and guy I meet 
just wants to make more people, more friends, more yeah. have more people in their circle. So yeah, yeah, and I feel like in your twenties, that's when you kind of shed the old friends that no longer serve you. But then you're kind of left like, how do I find new friends that match my energy Correct. and match my new goals and like who I want to be mm-hmm. at current? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of creating this whole environment and positive energy environment that allows people to open up, be themselves. Which is what's so important. And now I need to go to one of these hot and socials. <laughs> like, how do I get on the list? So we release a social and a workout every two months. Okay. Usually it sells out in under 30 seconds, which is wow, so crazy. Congratulations. Yeah. The last Thank workout you. sold out in under a minute. Yeah. And I literally got the text and I was like, okay, set my alarm. And then... It was gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. And I'm grateful. And it just shows the demand. So we're expanding to other cities and bigger venues. So it's really, really exciting. But the answer is we have hotandsocial.com. That should be fully developed by the time this podcast is out. <laughs> and also all info on my Instagram and a wait list. So okay. the goal is like it drives me crazy if people can't get in. Mm-hmm. So I personally set up a text message service to text everyone who didn't get into the last one. Mm-hmm. And the text message service broke so I personally texted like 2,000 people off my phone last week so you got a text from me I literally was just telling Stevie (laughs) I was like wait like oh it's probably like a business or something like a second phone that she had what yeah (laughs) oh my and you sent each one Uh uh-huh Oh wow. my god, that is that that's how you know that you are passionate about <laughs> mm-hmm. this and it's not like some gimmick like you're no. actually doing it because you want people to create new connections. You're sending that many texts, girl. <laughs> oh, that's god. commitment. That was a that's lot a business of woman. That was Rihanna and Beyonce on repeat on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um okay, so you say solo mm-hmm. because everyone goes solo, which I love that word. That verbiage is great for the mind. Truly. Yeah. It sounds so much better than like saying being alone. Like right. I'm just solo. That's cool. It's cool. Solo's cool. Yeah. How would you give advice or like tips for like confidence to go to one of your events because it is so scary. To oh, it's go terrifying. Alone. I get nervous. <laughs> it's yeah. so scary. And it's scary going anywhere solo. And mm-hmm. I find that there's a narrative that you tell yourself and it's either really depressing when you're solo or really exciting. Mm-hmm. At least for me. Mm-hmm. It's never in the middle. I'm never anything in between. And so when you hear those negative depressing thoughts or the really positive ones, it's up to you to use the fuel and the tools that we have, which are mm-hmm. Spotify or Apple Music. Like I have an uplifting, happy playlist mm-hmm. that I listen to and that we share with all of our attendees and mm-hmm. non-attendees to get themselves hyped. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. number one. Number two is when you're going somewhere solo, that's one thing because you know you may bump into clicks and friend groups and people mm-hmm. together. Yeah, But when you know you're all going to be in the same exact boat, it's a total different story because you know that there are 300 other people all getting dressed all getting ready all calling their moms or their best (laughs) friends or their boyfriends or whoever to get ready to go Mm -hmm. somewhere by themselves yeah it's like freshman year of college i was just gonna say that because hearing you say it triggered me into like the first (laughs) night i because i went to school in new york city and it was i had met someone at orientation who ended up being my best friend but I didn't know that at the time. It was the first night I went to go knock on her door because she was having like a pregame before we went to like the bars. Yeah. And I stood there and I'll never forget it. And I had to tell myself, Stevie, I said, knock on the door and your life will change. Oh, 
And I knocked on the door. But like, it's truly scary because standing there solo Mm -hmm. is like the most vulnerable thing that you can do. But like, no, but once you do it and you step over that line, life opens up. I have the chills. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to include you on our testimonials. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're so right. Mm-hmm. And like, you never, it's kind of like a workout, right? You never mm-hmm. regret a workout. You never regret going out, even if the night sucks. Like, mm-hmm. at least you got dressed up and you went out. Yeah. yeah. So it's little things like that, just reminding yourself what's on the other side mm-hmm. is so rewarding. I have the chills. That's such a nice story. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, just like, because it does remind me of like going to college. And I think that's like a big thing that a lot of people do. And that's when, kind of for the first time you're alone you're away from like your normalcy of childhood and wherever you grew up mm-hmm. and you don't get that again after that right and why do we stop that was one of mm-hmm. the things that really had me questioning being in my 20s why mm-hmm. do we why do we stop trying new things mm-hmm. once we get to a city yep. you know maybe we're up until 24 and then all of a sudden 25 26 27 we're coasting or Mm -hmm. maybe we're coasting or maybe we're hiding in our apartments like why why do people not know that you have to constantly challenge yourself as if you're still in a new grade every year Mm -hmm. so I never want to get caught and I never want our listeners our (laughs) (laughs) lives our third (laughs) co-host never want your Our listeners. This is a family. This is a community. Yeah, this it's is all a, of this us. is feeling like a community. Yeah. I love Hot and it. social. <laughs> I never want anyone to feel like they're not continuing to challenge themselves. And I'm going to get really deep for a second. Um, get deep. We love it. I had a friend pass away last week. And oh, so I was at his funeral. And I was standing there literally just looking at his casket. And I wasn't even – I'm really opening up here. But I was literally looking at his casket and I was just thinking, like, wow, like he was 30. I just wish more people could look at their friend's casket, obviously not, but and just understand that life is really short and we really mm-hmm. don't have that much time and we don't know when it's going to end and tomorrow isn't guaranteed. And if we can just seize every single day and really look at it as like, wow, we're so lucky. Mm-hmm. Let's just go and do the thing and make the TikTok on the street and just like embrace life today. I feel like people would be rock climbing and trying new sports and doing walks on the West Side Highway and mm-hmm. just knocking on a friend's door. Like mm-hmm. I think maybe social media and scrolling has kind of numbed us to think that just life is an onward scroll, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. So we just got to take control of it. Well, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Definitely. Thank like you. because it puts things into perspective for people. Right. And like you obviously don't want other people to be looking at their friend's casket. Yeah. Right. But just the idea of that and being like, how could we have spent more time or how could we have done more things together? Right. Or like or inspire myself or someone to do solo things together. And I, I'm understanding what you're saying. It's really like resonating with me because I feel like maybe because I'm also 26, I'm kind of at this point where I'm like, am I just coasting? Like, why am I, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. I have all these things that I've said that I wanted to try, wanted to learn. Why am I not doing them? Right. Or like, why am I not taking another course? I want to learn about this. So like, why don't I go back to like go to a university to take one course just to like broaden my mind and knowledge. But like, why do I feel like I'm like, can't do that? Right. And we have to discover and uncover 
what is stopping us and mm-hmm. why. And I think all it is is just not having inertia, mm-hmm. right? Like we're just, we're not moving, mm-hmm. so nothing's moving. But if we can just push the needle for a second and yeah, just say yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go take a drawing class. Mm-hmm. Just so random and something I would never do. But you leave that drawing class and you're like, wow, I sucked, but I did that. Yeah. And now I want to go try swimming at Chelsea Piers, even though I don't (laughs) swim. (laughs) So it's just Mm -hmm. taking that first step, I think, is the way to de-paralyze that movement. Mm -hmm. It's also what you said about social media. Like, I think, and I've been in this hole myself, where it's like, you just feel scared. You feel embarrassed. You're like, oh, my friends might judge me if I like do take a swimming lesson because I don't know how to swim. I think all of my friends would be really happy, honestly, if I took one. <laughs> but like for just an example, and I remember when I had first moved to Hoboken. So this was right after college. And I just felt very complacent. Like I was only hanging out with this certain friend group who I love them. Guys, I'm not talking shit, I promise. But it was just that friend group. And if they weren't doing anything, then I would just stay home. To the point where I was like, I love going out. I love being on the dance floor and partying. I was very much in my party girl era that I started to just go to bars alone. And my my roommate, (laughs) she was giving me a little side eye. Like, Tina, what you doing? Like, you're just going by yourself. What if you get kidnapped? I was like, we live three blocks away, okay? You can hear me scream if I'm getting kidnapped. But that was so empowering to me. I was forced to make friends where, I mean, granted, it was mainly friends with the bartenders and the bouncers (laughs) there at first because I was so close. But it created also like a new kind of community for me where I knew that, let's say, if I wanted to go out or I just wanted to grab a drink or get like a slice of pizza. I could walk in there and it was a safety place for me. Whereas now I'm like being in New York, I'm back into that same situation again where I live. Well, I lived with three guys, but now I live with three girls. So it's a different story. (laughs) I know. But because of that, now it's like, okay, I have these three girls I can consider friends who I can go out with, but I need to also find that like, I need to find my own peace and my personal confidence. So today I went and took a walk, which I don't walk, but I took a walk (laughs) for 30 minutes just to say, hey, at least I did a walk. At least I did my groceries. And that was a big step for me because I don't do either of those things. (laughs) But it's being happy with being solo first to do a solo walk and not reach out to a friend. Hey, are you free to like do this walk with me? I just did it. I didn't think about it. And that has been super empowering for me as well. That's so awesome. And it is a journey when you do something solo. You're like, um, what do I think? What should I do? Like, what, what music should I listen to? Should I listen to a podcast? Like, you have this whole dialogue with this random person mm-hmm. in your head. Yeah. But it's really important to get to know who that is so yeah. that you can continue to just, like, it's kind of like wearing down a favorite shoe. you got to just get yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that analogy. I'm thinking of Stevie's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> these are, I'm wearing these down, let me tell you. Those are good shoes. <laughs> So uh, when someone's going to a hot and social event, because you said you guys were going to be expanding. So this could be for like anyone everywhere. What can someone expect when they're walking in? So expect to feel nervous, just like how you always feel nervous. Mm-hmm. And then you get in line and immediately you're going to be meeting someone who's just like you and just as nervous. And you're going to say, hey, how are you? What's your <laughs> name? What's going on? How do you find out about this? And immediately the second you walk in, It's almost like 
it's such a breath of fresh air because there are no clicks. It's not a normal bar. Right. It's not a normal workout class. Mm-hmm. You're walking in and you're able to turn to anyone and say, hey, what's up? How are you? And you don't even have to consider for a split second that they're not going to be open to saying, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. That's the craziest thing in the world, in New York City or in any city. That doesn't happen. No. So. It makes me think because like, you know, there's all events like the whole event space, I feel like is taking off, especially in New York. But there's this whole level of like the scene and being (laughs) at the right event, being Uh with the right people. And that adds a huge level of anxiety. Oh, yeah. Of even being like, am I going to fit in with this specific scene or like these people? Mm -hmm. And like, do they already know each other? And there's already clicks that are happening. You remove that. Oh, yeah. Which is a huge deal in New York City to not feel like anxiety ridden by like the scene. Right. I would say I'm active in a lot of scenes and I've felt like I've never fit into any single one of them. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like no one really feels like they fit into any of those scenes either. No one does. But some people are just hanging out in it. Because they feel comfortable. It's like almost like an acceptance. Right. But then that begs the question, what kind of friendships are you looking for? Exactly. Are you looking for a hundred pennies or are you looking for four quarters? Mm-hmm. Right? Like those four quarters, they add up to a hundred, but it's only four friends who are super deep, who are fulfilling your mm-hmm. needs, who are always there for you. You could call them any second and you know at midnight they'll pick up and be there to take you to the hospital if you stubbed your toe. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're hanging out in a scene, mm-hmm. there's a hundred pennies. You're, oh, I love you. Let's take a picture. Love you so much. Oh my God. Hi. How are you? It's all topical. You go home, you call any of those hundred people at midnight and they're gonna say oh sorry babe is that what you want (laughs) absolutely not because we have the option to have both and Mm -hmm. you know it's okay to have those kinds of friends yeah Yeah. and I think everyone does I think there's different levels and we have spoken about this before the different levels of friendship yeah I personally am in that phase of my life where I want the four quarters like, I always thought I wanted to have as many friends as possible, but that's also freaking tiring. <laughs> like, trying to maintain that relationship and, like, that closeness with so many people just gets exhausting, where yeah. then you don't even have time to be solo and to just enjoy your own time by yourself because you're just constantly feeding into other relationships and other people. Right. So it's a matter of sorting it down. And I think the best experiment, if you didn't have COVID to experience this, is to stop reaching out. Done this before. It's just a little fun experiment where you stop (laughs) reaching out and you stop being the one to initiate the plans and you see who checks in on you, Mm -hmm. who's calling you. It is such an eye opener, (laughs) let me tell you. You know there are those friendships that'll fizzle just because you're not the one that's constantly initiating. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's fine because there was going to be a point where they were going to fizzle. So I think that's kind of fun, kind of psychotic, but I had to share it. (laughs) I feel like you like have to mentally prepare for that. Yeah. To be like, you know, half of these people may not reach out to me right but what does that say about the friendship Mm -hmm. which inherently you know who's gonna reach out to you and you already know who's not so don't play games with yourself and don't lie to yourself being in your 20s is just about accepting you can't have expectations you can't expect people to be Mm -hmm. the way that you are you got to accept them as they are or just say you know what I wish you the best on your life journey and I love you and thank you for teaching me what you taught me 
peace out. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. I've been through so many like friendship breakups already throughout my 20s. Mm-hmm. But it is learning that like, hey, you are in my life for a season and a reason. Mm-hmm. And right. yeah, now it's time to say peace. Thank you for the memories and thank you for the lessons. Goodbye. Easier said than done. It's so hard. It is the hardest thing. I think it's harder than a lot of romantic breakups. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it's a different level. Oh, you have to mute them. Let's go through the follow-up, right? So yeah. You, like, <laughs> you got to mute them on your stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to mute their posts. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, kind of look away from their friends, friends, friends. The, we're talking about, like, friendship breakups, yeah. right? Yeah. Why don't you just unfollow? No. No. <laughs> I don't unfollow. No, no, no. I mute. Yeah, I mute. Even like romantic fe- like partners. <gasps> really? No, I, I don't follow. No. I <gasps> I never unfollow. Okay. You never unfollow. Okay, Stevie, no. I will unfollow them for you. Give me the phone. No, because it helps me move on stronger because by be constantly being reminded of them? Yeah. Because it's like I have to help like train my mind and my brain to not feel sad every time I see their face or name. You're better than me. I they it's are hard. getting Look, unfollowed. it's hard. Sometimes I will mute, but I will never unfollow. I've even blocked. Oh man, I have to unfollow. Otherwise, I'm the psycho checking in on what they ate for breakfast five <laughs> mornings ago. Same. And seeing who they followed, and then stalking that girl. No, no, no. No, <laughs> I know I'm a strange bruh, but it works for me. You know it what? Does. I'm not yucking your yum. Thank you. I'm not yucking your yum. <laughs> but with friendships, I do the same. But like I do on mute. Yeah. But also I don't click on people's stories that I know that like they're still friends with. Right. Because I don't want to see it because that makes me sad. Stevie, what you're telling me is you have a lot of discipline and a lot of self-control. <laughs> I have a lot of self-motivation. I would like say that's my top thing about me. Uh, and what about guys? Like, what's your take on guys who you've dated in your 20s? Like, what has been the biggest downfall? <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. in <laughs> I love that we're switching the roles. <laughs> the biggest downfall of just men? <laughs> of you with men or your discovery of them? I or definitely girls. Go, I don't know. No, I'm met. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, I do unfortunately just swing <laughs> men. <laughs> the man way. I wish it was the other way, but it's not. I know when life is easier. <laughs> yeah, it, truly. I find that I go for emotionally unavailable men who are career focused. Oh. Yeah, which I think is kind of the devil <laughs> you know what? and a man because they have the motivation they have the passion for but, their career but only. not for you but for oh. their career and so they don't have that time to right. give you this has been like a a frequent thing for me that I have learned has been a cycle I'm working through it but some have ended well where they have been like hey I'm focusing on my career mm-hmm. others like won't let me go and won't tell me that and I have to realize that myself oy, oy, oy. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like in the city that's pretty common having an unemotionally available men who are career focused I think they're everywhere but not to say they can't be career focused, but also focus on you. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Yeah. I've had a few different. And mm-hmm. for that, for Stevie's take, I also dated someone for a long time who was really career focused. Yeah. And emotionally, I think both of us became unavailable. But mm-hmm. in terms of what helped me get over that mm-hmm. is don't fall in love with potential. Yeah. 
that to that Mm -hmm. because we were always like the future this you're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna get married this we're gonna live here this and we were so far removed from the present where neither of us were feeding the relationship Mm -hmm. and I love him he's the absolute best he's just the best and he'll always I think be like one of my soulmates but we both I think were in love with the potential but mm-hmm. we presently just weren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's something to think about. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's and that goes for platonic relationships, romantic relationships, is being in the present mm-hmm. and enjoying the moment and reminding yourself of that. Yeah. Because in this lost relationship that I was in, I proudly lived in the moment and I was able to catch on very early on earlier than I used to that like, hey, this guy is not emotionally available for me. And I let him go, cut it short. (laughs) And I was like really proud because I was like, wow, I learned that lesson. And that was all through being in the moment and focusing like on how I felt each day based on like how we texted or Mm -hmm. phone calls and like how it was making me feel. How cool. And does your body tell you? Yeah. I get like, I've noticed like my chest tightens, my stomach. I feel like sick. Like once you come to the realization. Yeah. When Uh, I know something's not right. Yeah. It's like a feeling in your body. And I think you can feel it in your stomach or your chest. I've been getting into like meditations and things. And so it's allowed me to like help me focus on certain things in your body. Yeah. That tell you that. Um, But yeah. I really recommend. Well, first of all, I feel the tightness in the chest. Mm -hmm. Like you can't breathe tightness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) second of all it's really hard and you know on this podcast i'm not saying i'm perfect because you should have seen me last night i'm like i don't know if i like him i don't know if i want to marry him my mom's like live (laughs) relax so for anyone who gets like too caught up in the future too that is a real thing (laughs) (laughs) well she was talking about the tightness in her chest yes yeah Thank you. Two things. Number one, your body keeps the score. Your body keeps score. That's a book I'm dying to read. Oh. Oh. I was recently diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, Mm -hmm. and I have a group chat for all these girls with autoimmune issues. If you have one, hit me up. (laughs) Um, And it's all about how, like, you know, your stress manifests. So you really have to take care of it. Mm -hmm. And speaking up, that book is so cool. I really want to read it. Do you know what's the author? No idea. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to include that. Your body keeps track. Your body keeps score. The body keeps the score. Something like that. Something like that. Google will find it. Yeah, but I recently did something new in Grand Central. I did an intro to Transcendental Meditation. Oh. You have to do it. At Grand Central. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a Grand Central, like, location. Wow. Not, like, Hong Kong. No, I literally Wait. thought it was, like, in the middle of the foyer <laughs> oh, yeah. of Grand Central. I thought you were, like, Central. sitting down meditating in the middle <laughs> like of Grand Central. Like, where Serena Vanderwoodson is. XOXO, Transcendental. That's really not giving a shit about what anyone thinks, sitting down and meditating in the middle of Grand Central. But I love it, and I need to do it more, but you would really love it. Because when you're going through something like that body reaction – it forces you, you sit there and they give you a secret word for, I can't tell you my secret word, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I actually kind of forget what it is. But anyway, let's just say it's rose. You repeat rose, rose, rose in your head over and over and over until it like, and it's a word that doesn't have meaning. Mm-hmm. And it's, you kind of start to feel like you're in a laundry machine. Like you just, all your thoughts wash over you and it's mm-hmm. like too many thoughts all at once, especially yeah. if you're like ADD. You're like, ah. And then after 15 minutes Mm -hmm. of literal hell, listening to your own thoughts in silence. You step out of it, 
and your day is so clear, calm, and focused. Really? Just repeating this word. Yeah. yeah. And, and you may lose track of it, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just like be in your thoughts. I know it sounds terrible. It does sound frightening. (laughs) (laughs) And I dread doing it. Mm -hmm. But when you just sit with your thoughts and then let it go, your alarm goes off. Oh, my God. It's the best thing. It's almost knowing because, like, thoughts are just a moment. And it's, like, trying to teach yourself to be, like, acknowledge the thought but then let it go. Right. It's not a fact. It's It's a thought. It's not a fact. Now, is this something that you're doing every day, every other day? Or are you, like, once a week and I'm good? Do you want me to be honest? Please. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing it literally every day. Now I do it probably twice a week. Okay. So yeah. is this something you do by yourself or you go to this location? Oh, I do it by myself. Okay. So you just sit on the floor. When you wake up, don't touch your phone. Also in your 20s, mm-hmm. very important to have a morning routine. Mm-hmm. The most important thing mentally, like to just get out of bed. Don't touch your phone. I have a hatch alarm clock. I wake mm-hmm. up with like okay. the chimes of Budapest. <laughs> 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 I'm like namaste and then like you get on the floor you, you let your thoughts swirl mm-hmm. it's the most annoying thing all you want to do is grab your phone and check Instagram you get up and then you go and write one sentence I'm saying you me mm-hmm. I write a sentence in a journal of like a few things I want to achieve for the day and mm-hmm. a, a sentence about how I want to feel in the future anyway. oh I like that. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, steal it. steal that. Because I I agree about the routine. I need to be better about my phone. Mm -hmm. But also I've been thinking about getting a hatch. Because I get my alarm on my phone. But the thing is, is I use Sleep Cycle, which records my sleep talk. Because I talk in my sleep Mm -hmm. really bad. (laughs) You talk in your sleep? Really bad. And it records it. And I like to listen to it in the morning. What you be talking about, girl? Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> My friend got engaged last summer. Mazel tov. And that, that, the night of, uh-huh. I said, God bless John. <laughs> <laughs> and I said it to her in the morning. Because I was like, uh, obviously, I approve. Yeah. You must really this like engagement. him. Yeah. God bless yeah. John. I hope I feel that way about the person <laughs> I end up with. <laughs> I know, but you need sleep cycle to hear yourself say it in your sleep. Sometimes I ask for signs. I'm like, I like try to talk to my dead relatives. I'm like, can you please just give me a sign? I'm like, am I going in the right direction? Yeah. Oh, I love signs. I love signs. I just got one. What was your sign? Because I was asking for white birds. Because I've just been like, am I doing the right thing? Am oh, I on my I right that. right path? I haven't seen one yet. And I was just in LA. Uh-huh. And I was looking over the Santa Monica Pier. Uh-huh. It was at night. Yeah. Just looking out into the ocean. And I swear to God, out of nowhere, three white birds just flew past <gasps> oh, over the out ocean. in LA? Out in LA. LA, like, I love LA. I have a secret, a secret thing in my heart for LA. It kind of, like, when I need to reconnect with myself... Something brings me there. I had like a summit and yeah, that happened. But back to, sorry, we're like going off on all these tangents. I'm just cheesing at Stevie right now because she told me about her LA trip and like there's just so many things about that trip with, and there was not just one white bird, there were three. Three. I'm t- oh girl, okay, we're, I'm not gonna, I know. yeah, we're gonna talk about <laughs> it after, after the show, but as, cause we've got to wrap up. Oh, sad. I know, we could literally keep going. I'm your third host. <laughs> you honestly might, we might have to have you come back on the show. Please. Ask me something deep. It's gonna be like her versus Nick. We had Nick, I cannot pronounce his last name, Ercolano. Ercolano. Ercolano on a couple up. weeks ago. 
And he was also saying, he was like, I might have to be the yeah, new Yeah, let's host. compete. Yeah. Yeah. I would honestly love to see. I think you're going to win. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, I, wait, you just reminded me of something so random. Yeah. But I was looking at the TikTok live. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend Tyler said, is this tennis? And I just had to say something, which is, I'm doing group tennis classes. If anyone wants to join. Wait, that's so yeah, fun. Yeah, I do. Sorry, we went from dead relatives to white <laughs> no, birds we are, to tennis. <laughs> we're getting everything in this episode. But you yeah. did just remind me. So anyway, if you want to join, that's a new hot and social workout. Ooh. Group tennis. And you also have boxing, right? We have we're hit classes. I mean, we're opening a few different things. Oh! Ooh. You got to go follow the socials. Follow the socials. <laughs> I love that. Okay, we got a little sneaky peek right there. Yeah, I love this. Cha-ching. Well, I guess before we wrap up, speaking about socials, where can they find Hot and Social? Where can they find you? Oh, I am honored. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Can we sit here forever? Um, first of all, thank you guys so much for listening. If you made it to the end, I am so grateful to be here with Tina and CB. Second of all, follow me, find me at Liv Schreiber, L-I-V-S-C-H-R-E-I-B-E-R on Instagram, TikTok, and at Hot and Social. Yay! Everyone go check them out. Get on that list because you know I am right after we end this. If I am trying my best to get to the next event, I will be. I don't know if I can do a workout class because I don't really do that either. But because I, you know, first I have to start with the walking and okay. then we can get to the workout. Don't class. say you can't. You will. I will do a workout class. I'll do a hot and social workout class this year. I'm manifesting it right now. Oh my God, amazing. You'll get a personal text from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm manifesting it. Liv, thank you so, so much for coming on. You have been such an absolute pleasure. Guys, seriously, like, follow Liv. Her socials will be in the show notes. Check her out. She be talking on her stories, like, kikiing. You feel like you're going to gain a new friend by following her. I promise you that. My name's Tina with an H. And I'm Stevie Jade. And we shall catch you next Wednesday. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.